1: Right, folks, welcome back. Is this week five, Mike, of the pregame? Week five of the pregame. pre-game postgame episode podcast. <laughs> I think we five. took a week
2: off, so it's episode
1: five. Episode five. Yeah. We don't want to confuse the listeners out there. But uh, we are post on the first game, a win over Dallas, and we are pre on the game in Atlanta coming up this week. So we're going to talk about that, some other news and notes around the NFL, and, of course, our uh, scintillating personalities interwoven <laughs> among all of that. But uh, great start to win, obviously, by the defense, I would say. Six quarterback sacks offensively. You know, the funny thing about it, Mike, was it felt like it was still Coach Shula's team. Cam Newton's running the ball, and Greg Olson's catching the ball. I'm like going, oh, they tricked us. They did the old hoodwink here because it's like they're running the old offense. Nobody thought of that before. And then, unfortunately, Greg Olson, who's on two of my fantasy leagues, got hurt. (laughs) And Cam Newton, I think he got all of his rushing guards basically in the first half. Didn't have anything in the second half. But thank goodness the defense had a huge day. And you can win with that defense every week, and the offense will obviously pick up.
2: Right, six sacks, and and not only that, the the pass rush on Dak Prescott. I mean, he had so many uncomfortable throws, not just the you know the, the incompletions, but uh, he had to scramble a couple of times. But Cam Newton, I, what I took away from the offense, and I think you and I talked about this two weeks ago, and we both felt that it wasn't going to be Cam running less; it was going to be him maybe picking his spots and and running smartly but that's I think it was the second run where he kind of cut off the left side and then went down the sideline and then he just with one arm just like shoved the uh the, the cornerback down. That that told me Kim did went, him.
1: While Mick was calling it. Yeah. That was a great stiff arm though.
2: That was a that was a great stiff that arm. Was fun. But the but the defense uh oh. and then with Mario Addison you know at it was kind of fitting that the defense Really was on the field to make the play to, to to win the game. I
1: think they had six sacks without peppers getting one, so you know that's yeah, coming. That's and That's going to happen uh, in the near future. But yeah, that was great. I, I feel good about you know where the team is heading in this one. Unfortunately, we mentioned Greg Olson, Daryl Williams, both are going to be gone for an extended couple yeah. of months period of time. And at some point, uh, yeah, it's next man up. But you hate to have this early in the season. This you've lost both of your starting tackles at this point for at least half the season in both cases with Khalil and now the Darrell Williams injury and obviously multi-time Pro Bowl and Greg Olson. um, At some point, there's talent and there's there's guys just filling the spot, so it's unfortunate, but... Take Atlanta as an example. They've lost two Pro Bowl yes. players on their defense. Yeah, uh, Keanu Neal Keanu was out and, and, and Deion Jones. Deion Jones. And Deion Jones, two, they just announced really yesterday. Yeah, yeah. these are not maybe the biggest names outside of the NFC South, but I'm telling you, folks, both were Pro Bowl alternates and were really going to be centerpieces of the middle of that Atlanta well, defense. That will have a big impact in the game. And
2: arguably two of the top five defenders on the Falcons. So, I mean, think about if you took – You know, peppers and Thomas Davis out, or Luke Kuechly and Thomas Davis out, or you know, or or Bradbury. And we did take Thomas Davis. We did take Thomas. He he suspended, but (laughs) no. But this is at least. But that was something you came into the season knowing. I mean, this is you can prepare for that. Prepare for that entire preseason. You know, and and it was it was a bittersweet day because the the Panthers did get the win and they um, they didn't allow. This was I thought was interesting. They didn't allow Dallas with that offense. Uh, on on the Panther side of the field, if you will, defensively, until the third quarter. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but, right, I mean, injuries, part of the thing. Chris Clark was uh, not the former CNC uh, news sports director, but right. uh, offensive lineman. I think he started over 100 games. So he's a guy that Ron Rivera said at the press conference on Wednesday that uh, possibly could be a plug-and-play type of guy that you could bring in and could be a guy that makes contributions. And they, they kind of designed the roster and, and had as many offensive linemen you know, kind of as a hedge against some of these injuries. And we knew that coming in with Darrell Williams and, you yep. know, obviously with uh, um, some of the other injuries that they've had, that this was going to be something. That, now, the Trey Turner concussion thing, I think. Well, I mean, he
1: got injured and he's back, and yeah, he's still I mean, 100%. Right. and hey, Darrell Williams now out. was forced out to tackle, which is not his best position when he right. came in last week. Uh, they added last week Corey Robinson, who's a big body uh, in that trade with uh, Detroit, the former Gamecock. Uh, but again, it's like Daryl Williams was an All-Pro player, you mm-hmm. know. And Matt Khalil, when healthy, was really good last year. I know people like to give him a hard time, um, but when he was healthy last year, once the season got going, don't forget this team went 11 and five, right. and uh, he did a lot of good things over there as the second half of the season unfolded. So, hopefully, when these guys get back, they'll they'll, they'll be relatively healthy. I'm excited to see more C.J. Anderson. Only had five mm-hmm. carries. McCaffrey obviously looked great, except for the fumble. As far as he averaged five yards a carry. Um, whatever number of receptions he had. He was the leading number of receptions on the team. So lots of things to like. I bet you, um, with Olsen gone, Devin Funches becomes a big part sure. of his offense. I could see Cam not defaulting to that, but being one of his first looks a lot of times.
2: Right, and I think I think there's going to be also more opportunity for Torrey Smith, You know, some veteran guys that, that Cam can lean on. Obviously, D.J. Moore is a guy that – will be called upon. Jarius Wright.
1: But on that D.J. Moore note, this will be interesting. it be the first one. Now, Calvin Ridley didn't even have a catch in the first game, so here he got the top two receivers yeah. in the draft. We had our pick, and I asked Marty Herney about it this week. I said, I know you love D.J. Moore. So I'm trying to frame the question. I said, draft day, though. Let's go back to April. How close was it? He goes, oh, it was tight. He <laughs> goes, because Calvin Ridley's really, really Absolutely. good. He goes, yeah. it was a tough decision. So now these two back-to-back yeah. picks, first-rounders, in the division twice a year, we're going right. to see how their careers interplay with each other. Well, and
2: this week's going to be interesting, too because. What Atlanta team is going to show up? You know, is this the team from two years ago, Super Bowl team? But we haven't seen that team. Last year, they they, no. they, they didn't play up to expectations. And then last week on Thursday on the opener against the Eagles, uh, very lackluster. I mean, both teams had a lackluster effort. Now you're throwing the two injuries on the defense. Um, you know, it seems like Matt Ryan has a chemistry with Julio Jones except when they get inside the red zone. Mm-hmm. So, it to me, those are the interesting things. Is, is Steve Scarsese going to be able to um, – you know get the play calling to where you know the Falcons quote unquote fans would like it to be. I don't know, it's 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 interesting that this team I think should be better than they are, but Panther fans obviously are happy that they're not.
1: Right. Well, here's the thing. They were good last year. They were 10 and 6. They were elite the year before yes. when they went 15 and 1 and had a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. And then Kyle Shanahan left, and you can't put it all on one thing, but that obviously is a big chunk is that Steve Sarkeesian in place of Kyle Shanahan has been a difficult process. Now, I will say when Kyle Shanahan first came to Atlanta, it's a really complicated offense that he runs. Sure. And I think the 49ers just don't have the talent Atlanta has. But it takes a while for the quarterback to understand how many layers there are to that offense. And so it was that second year when it really took off with Shanahan in Atlanta. So you want to get Sarkeesian this year and have last year be kind of the year where they kind of learned it and went 10-6. and But to your point, Mike, I just didn't see it in that Philadelphia game. They looked out of sync, and they got all those great players another guy people like to give a hard time to, Matt Ryan, is a really good quarterback. I mean, you saw him at BC. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a really good quarterback when given the right coaching. Yeah. And he's got talent around him that still exists. But uh, when he was with Shanahan, he was excellent.
2: Well, and I think that's going to be one of the keys that I'm going to be watching for in the game is the Panthers' defensive front against the the Falcons' front line, offensive line. And, you know, if the Panthers win that battle, it's going to be a long day for Matt Ryan. And it's a potential that he could – I'm not going to put a number on interceptions and stuff like that, but, you know, the Panthers' defense has been this year maybe a little bit more focused on trying to get takeaways, have tried to get more speed, Uh, and I think that matchup, because that all plays together. If you get good pressure up front, then it helps the defense, the the secondary in the back, maybe get pickoffs or get deflections, and, and all that plays into it.
1: And vice versa, they didn't get as much credit, but the secondary doing a pretty good job uh, help that defensive line get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Prescott staying in the pocket too long, not throwing it away to get those six sacks. So As good as the pressure was up front, and they were phenomenal. Give the secondary credit for playing a good game. I mean, Dante Jackson's first game, I thought he looked pretty good out there. Mike Adams had some big hits out there. Captain Munderland obviously came up with that big fumble recovery at the end. So Secondary, I thought, held their own against Dallas.
2: And the running game is going to be huge. Obviously, the Panthers want to establish, maybe not their own 100 yard Of course, would love it if Christian McCaffrey ran for 100 yards in the game it's more of a team rush if they can get you know 150 200 yards as a team but conversely it's true you know with uh Freeman and Tevin Coleman you know Panthers have done a nice job in the past uh historically against teams not allowing 100 yard rushers and of course one of the keys of the game on uh, this past Sunday was make sure Ezekiel Elliott didn't rush for 100 yards because what's been like 21 games without uh, giving exactly, up. Exactly, a 21. Or, you
1: know. So they could, it, Ezekiel is about as good as they come in this league. So that's a great stat to keep that going and uh, just continues every week to be a staple that they don't give If, if you can't rush, you can become one dimensional. Yeah. Dak Prescott is okay. He's not Ezekiel Elliott. So if you can take the Ezekiel Elliott option out of there, then you, you make it a lot more difficult for Dallas because their receiving core. I don't, so, not, so. I don't know what they were doing in yeah. the off season. It's like they, they lose Witten, they knew that. Right, right. They chose not to have Des Bryant back, which right. I understand all that. Are you gonna win with Cole Beasley right. and this Gallup kid they took in the right. third round? It's like I just I mean, it's okay, it's not awful, but it's like if you're ranking Wide receiver groups, you know, Hearns from Jacksonville. It's got to be bottom five, I right. think, in the league. Yeah, at
2: least bottom five, bottom Public ten. Buffalo, a <laughs> wow. couple of teams that don't. How about league. Buffalo? I mean, uh, they're already going to the kid, out. the yeah. big tall kid. But Josh, you know, Josh Allen.
1: Allen's going to start week two already for those guys. I mean, I guess losing forty-seven to three. It's like, well, we might as well plan for the future. Right. I think this is a totally um, a, a non-year. For Buffalo, even though it took 20 years to make the playoffs, right. they have just chosen to get dead money off the books. Right. Kelvin Benjamin's contract will yeah. expire after the season. I think they're just all about the process now, and they are just all in on that.
2: Sam Hincky's been been hired? Yes, yeah, Sam <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's, he's going from team to team and in different leagues. In it's Different amazing. leagues, right? Yeah. Just in bringing the process yeah. wherever he goes. Hope he never goes to your Red Sox because he'll just <laughs> they'll just disband them. No,
2: Dave Dombrowski's doing a good job. We'll uh, we'll let him. He's done pretty good. He's done. He's done all, yeah, right. Done all right. He's done all right. Chris Sale's back too, so the Red Sox. You're happy. Um, they'll be in good shape. We'll, we'll have uh, coming up not this week, a couple weeks. We'll uh, we'll have more of a baseball-centric pregame, postgame podcast because it'll be you can you'll be able to play it before or after a World Series game. Or That's right. Game. Yeah.
1: it'll become yeah. that. Well, all of my Indians and their bullpen woes, and you'll have your. 115 win Boston Red Sox rolling through the playoffs at that point. But you
2: know what that kind of scares me though having 100 wins cuz historically you know that Mariners team that had the record with 116 wins, Lou mm-hmm. and, and then they flamed out. So I mean that There's a lot of pressure on that. Well, and there were some issues with that. I mean they they kind of had some injuries late. I mean they they were kind of yeah. there were signs of that happening. Um so it's 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 finishing strong. But that but that's the grind of baseball. I mean you can be good for 3 months coast in the second half and and still have 90 100 wins and then, but then but then that shows in the playoffs if you're not sharp. So that's that'd be something to keep an eye with but having him back, I mean JD Martinez has been I mean I knew that was a good signing at the time and it was a late signing. Uh, but he's been the big big difference with big bat in the lineup there for, for the Red Sox. You guys are stupid
1: good. I mean, the Indians lead their division by, I want to say, 15 games as we talk here. They would be 17 games yeah. behind the Red Sox, which I'm telling Yankees fans nothing they don't know. It's just no, but yeah, it's uh, so hard. How the,
2: Yankees, I mean, the Yankees probably would be a first-place team in just about any, every other sure. division or, or close to it. But I'm glad they're not.
1: I don't feel sorry for you, Yankees no, fans. Don't, sorry we about, don't about
2: that. I don't feel sorry for them. So as we uh, tape this, we have uh, – the big Hurricane Florence uh, beginning to come through. What kind of weather – do you remember any kind of big weather um, – I don't know, weather – we had the, obviously the 10-minute delay, but it was unrelated to the hurricane. But what, weather rarely interrupts football, although this weekend – Usually it, if it happens, it's actually preseason. Yeah, it's like it's, August. It's lightning. We'll get light, yeah, like lightning
1: the, delays, weather delays like that. I'm going to do something a little bit off the, the, the wall with that that you wouldn't expect. In Phoenix, getting on the plane was the first time I saw – are the, uh, there's a term for these, for dust storms. What are called they the called? The haboob.
2: The what? Haboob, H-A-B-O-O-B. Haboob. Haboob. Yes, it's a wind. It's a dust. Uh, I saw,
1: dust storm. I saw a haboob. By- I want to say I saw two, but there was a haboob, <laughs> and um, yeah, I was sitting on the plane watching it, and they had to speed up the flight going down the tarmac right, and flying out, out to get in front of the haboob. Yes, but it's funny you said that now. You mentioned that I remember. I want to say it was Pedro Gomez from ESPN did a voice text tweet that he was sending out, and it autocorrected him to a baboon has shut down. <laughs> A baboon had to shut down the— The game in, Feen- yeah. in, the, in Phoenix with the Arizona Diamondbacks, it's, uh, it was not a baboon, it was a haboob.
2: Yeah, and a hoob, haboobs um, occur regularly in dry land uh, area regions throughout the world. So it's not just indicative—actually, uh, I've seen the—there was a big thing about this a couple of years ago. There was one, um, I think somewhere in the Middle East, it was just a giant. But it happens occurs regularly, mm-hmm. yeah. So the the haboob.
1: So there was a big, uh, a big to-do about a haboob? There
2: was a hubbub <laughs> about the haboob. <laughs> Hubbub, bub.
1: All right. It's your turn. We'll close out with this. It's your turn to come up with uh, this week's uh, out of the, uh, the fishbowl. Uh, this week's the final random question of the week. You and it's one?
2: interesting. Yeah, because, you know, Ron Rivera was wearing this uh, interesting T-shirt today that uh, honored the special teams. He's, he's been doing these kind of graphic tees. Uh, so what is your favorite and or strangest T-shirt that you have either worn or in your collection right now?
1: Oh, right now? Of T-shirts, I've, I will say um, one of my favorites is my daughter Holly lives in Atlanta, who I'll see this weekend, and plays for a band. It's a two-piece band, yeah. kind of a punk band. And so she's the drummer, and she sings a little bit, and they have a bass player there. But her name of her band is The Odd Squad. And the reason they're called The Odd Squad is they used to have a third member. Yeah. They would keep rotating out. So they kept saying whoever was the odd member was yeah. always the odd one out. Yeah. So they're called like The it. Odd Squad. But they used to play in Asheville for the past uh, couple years, and they moved down to Atlanta. So check them out if you were down in Atlanta. So I have one of the very few of her t-shirts from the Odd Squad nice. band in Atlanta. But a real quick story, I'm so old, I'm a little bit older than you when I was growing up. There was a period of time briefly, and this would be in the 70s, I was born in 65, so it'd be like elementary school, like mid-70s, let's say 75, yeah. uh, where it was in, in fashion for some period of time to have Full picture T-shirts. Oh, like, yeah. T-shirts had, like, I had one. I have no reason why I had it, except <laughs> my parents bought it for me and my mom, I guess. It was a parasail. I just had this <laughs> giant parasail yeah. with, like, an island and right. water and palm trees. And there were just, like, everyone had, like, several of these. And I think they were in style for about a minute. Yeah. But for, to this day, I remember going... I wish I had that shirt because yeah. it's so weird to think full picture, right? Not like just like on the shirt, the full front of it was a picture of this parasail.
2: Yeah, that's pretty interesting. How about you? So mine is uh, so one of my favorite t-shirts. We still have it. Uh, the t-shirt that Greg Olson and Ryan Khalil did, the purbaca. Yeah. So yes. so so we so we bought them as a trio, and we went to Disney that year with with another family, and they had them too. So we're all walking around Disneyland. And, and people that understood it were like, hey, Panther fans, yeah, it's really cool. And then people were like, what in the world is that? Like, what what, what are you doing to Chewbacca? It's like, no, it's, it's – and then we explained the whole thing. This year we went again, and the this, this shirts still fit us. And at Hollywood Studios, they do this thing now where they have the uh, stormtroopers march up and down uh, Hollywood Boulevard, I guess it is. And then uh, they they go to the top there where, the, like, the Chinese Theater is, and then they do, like, a little – uh, they they break out in formation and they they come out into a big circle, and I'm I'm wearing this shirt and I'm we we like we'd been there like three or four times we finally were there long enough that we worked our way up to the front, and I just had one of the stormtroopers come up to me, look at me, kind of up and down me, turned his head to the side, and then got back into formation. He didn't know what to make of it.
1: <laughs> it's almost like the royal guard or something, and yeah. uh, like I'll just look at you like what the heck? What is the heck that? was that? And and the so
2: then we also went to this like meet and greet with these characters, and so these two stormtroopers. Would actually talk, and so he comes up to me, he sees the T-shirt, and he's like, "This one's with the Resistance." <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good, you, you must always have that shirt. You must never I get rid of that, that from shirt. your no, collection. No, no. And then awesome. my,
2: my my other favorite shirt, I actually, got it was a promotional the Knights do with uh, Frosted Flakes, the Tony <laughs> the Tiger. Right. So I have this orange, Tony the Tiger T-shirt, and that always gets, "Hey, it's great."
1: Yeah. Which. They don't do that much anymore. No. You he's not getting the publicity. His no. brand is not what it used to be. Well, so. and the young kids
2: don't understand what, hey, Mikey.
1: Yeah. <laughs> again, 70s references pretty much. All right, those are great great shirts. So this is a pregame podcast. Uh, pre-game, I can't even say it. Pregame, pre-game post-game, postgame podcast. Yeah. I always have a name. And I came up with the name. And yeah. I'm, I always stumble over the name and every week. And you can
2: week. shorten it to pre post pod.
1: Maybe that's where it's headed. The PPP, the PPP, the three Ps, three Ps, the pregame, three Ps and a pod. postgame podcast. So it's uh, promote the fact that uh, we're going to be in Atlanta, and I'll have the pregame show that's at ten, right. the stadium show, and then uh, Mick, Eugene, and myself with the game and kickoff at one. And then it's going to be you with Sharon Thorsen on the postgame, right. right?
2: Yeah, we'll we'll pick it up somewhere between four and four thirty, and we'll do an hour on the uh, the CPI security postgame show, the network show, and then we'll have the local Pepsi wrap up show on WBT the, the for the second hour.
1: All right, well, we've been coming to you uh, live on tape. From uh, outside of the, it's the Rhino Market in Delhi, yeah. and also the Burger Company, and in between you'll find the Buddhist Center. Right, is also there, and um, uh, we are right here at Moorhead near Wilkinson. Um. Um, I'm feeling very zen. I'm feeling like they may convert you if we don't, uh, <laughs> if we don't wrap soon. You're Catholic. I'm a Christian. So this, <laughs> this could not go well for us. So we will talk to you folks Sounds like next a joke. week. A Buddhist, a Catholic, and a Christian walking into, walk into a podcast, <laughs> 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 and this is what happens. So we're done. We'll talk to y'all next week.